This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DTC pod. I'm your host, Jay. And today I'm joined with our head of customer success, Jamie. And we are also joined with a very special guest, Joe Christensen. Am I pronouncing that right? Founder of MCT Co., a protein keto bar snack company. Um, So, Joe, thanks so much for joining the podcast. You are actually a trend user as well. The first one that we've had on the podcast. Uh, I know we've had some other founders as well, but we're really excited to have you. And I know we have a lot of questions lined up. But before we jump into those, how about you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and MCT Co.? Hi, Jay. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. Definitely a pleasure here. And yes, you did pronounce my last name correctly, uh, Christensen. So yes, I'm the founder and CEO of MCT Co. We are a ketogenic protein bar, low sugar, melts in your mouth, very tasty. And a little bit of background on myself. Um, I'm originally from the state of Wisconsin, and that originally brought me into the health and wellness sector. Um, A lot of my peers, family members suffered from obesity, heart disease, uh, diabetes, kidney failure, liver failure, the whole deal. Um, There just wasn't a tremendous amount of education and slash or follow through on health and wellness back where I grew up. It kind of is what you think it is back there. Beer, cheese, and broth is kind of the food pyramid. So got into personal training back in the mid-2000s, obtained a clinic nutrition certification. And throughout all that education, I put, uh, I, I learned about the ketogenic diet, gosh, about 13, 14 years ago. And I put hundreds of clients on that lifestyle, ranging from just run-of-the-mill folks who are trying to maintain weight all the way to bodybuilders, bigger competitors, athletes, the whole deal. I did that for about six, seven years, went back to college, tried to see if I couldn't crack the nut and make a, make a few more bucks, ended up getting into IT sales. And my passion for health and wellness drew me back in in about 2016. Um, when one of my buddies, who was a doctor, uh, approached me with his keto protein bar concept that he was going to sell in his clinic. And he knew I was a big keto guy. Um, one thing led to another, and that's when MCT Co. was born in 2017. From there, there's many, many iterations, but basically, that's kind of uh, came full circle, and I'm I'm back to chasing my passion project. That's awesome. That's a crazy story from IT sales to uh, keto bars. I know we've had. Well, that's actually a really interesting story because we had one guy earlier, um, Salim, who's the founder of uh, Sound beverages. Uh, and he was actually an engineer who went into beverages. So always fun to hear those stories of people going from different career paths into the CPG space. But yeah, so I know you talked about um, how you got into the industry. And you said you kind of worked with a doctor to formulate your bars. I guess uh, we kind of already went through the the beginning story. So what was your entrepreneurial path like in terms of how you were able to grow the business and bring the whole idea together? I'm kind of known as a, a cross-functional person. I, I definitely have a strong entrepreneurial background and always looking for an angle, always looking for uh, an advantageous way to make the best of something. And when this opportunity presented itself, uh, you know, it was originally just meant to be an online company. I was very intrigued by the by the concept. I knew how important the, the core tenets of the product was. 
Um, so it was an easy, easy sell to me to be involved with my, with my doctor buddy. From there is kind of when I applied my general sense of operating a business and, you know, reaching out to partners, you know, there's third party folks for just about anything out there. Not saying you need to outsource every last task of your business, but that's where my approach to business in, you know, knowing that I'm not the expert in every last category, find the expert who is, and then make sure communication is on point to make sure all facets of the business are communicating appropriately. So I really just kind of put myself as like the center of the wheel and built a bunch of cogs around it to make a, a, a nice, effective wheel. So with that said, I, I went out and found a, a co-manufacturer um, that had an R&D arm, all the certifications. They took care of FDA approval, outsourced any sort of liability on the product, uh, and then also tapped into an actual R&D team that could get the flavor on point, make sure the macros were correct, um, and then also come up with additional flavors. So that's, that was the initial part of it. Is it was very foundational, operational, administrative, find the right bookkeeper, find the right co-packer, find the right 3PL. You know, we, we spent about 18 months just kind of getting the idea to actual fruition. I would say the first year and a half was, was primarily just foundational. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Joe. You know, that's super interesting. You brought up a couple pieces that I really like to dive into. I mean, you know, finding that, you know, co-developer of the product initially, that's an area that a lot of people aren't super familiar with. Was that you cold outreaching to these folks or was that through introduction? What did that look like for you on and uh, MCTCO? Yeah, that was cold calling quite a bit. We realized that a lot of manufacturers had minimum order quantities that we just weren't able to achieve. So we finally found one that was able to take on a relatively low production run, although the unit costs did not make any sense from a sustainability standpoint, sustainable business standpoint. It did help us get in the door and get a couple iterations out onto the market in 2018 without a massive minimum order quantity. But it, it took quite a while, it took quite a few calls. Um, no one has really taken this seriously. And we were coming with kind of a, at that time, a wacky concept. Just about anyone making bars at the time that just kind of, Slab process, it's a bunch of funny oils and emulsifiers. Um, when we were saying no sugar alcohols, you know, the only oils we want are high quality nut butters and MCT oil. It, it was <laughs> it was definitely a cliff we were staring up at. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And then one other thing that you mentioned that really jumped out to me, it was e-commerce from the start for a, for a CPG company, for a food company back in 2018. So e-commerce sounds like it was from the beginning of of your company was where did that thought come from and and what made you kind of decide that you know e-commerce in 2018 strictly go that direct consumer route that's just the the way to sort of iterate you can a b test um on different packaging concepts so we would run like before we even came up with our final package or our packaging design um we would run you know small little budgets on facebook advertising um see which packaging concept gained better click-through rate. So this is how we've gained our initial user base and, and accrued all of our feedback. The bar we have now is wildly different from what we concepted back about three years ago. Size is different. The protein type is different. Sweeteners change. Um, texture of the bar is vastly improved. So we got all that feedback through through online resources. We were just we, we were on Amazon and our own website. Personally shipping out, we weren't quite to a 3PL yet. So we would handwrite notes. Please, literally, this is the founder of the company. Let us know what you think. We'd follow up with an email about 10 days later. We would make sure we're getting feedback. And e-commerce really allowed, allowed us to do that. There wasn't that hurdle of getting into retail and going through all the, although retail is absolutely necessary to build a national brand, starting out, e-commerce is absolutely the way to, to test, iterate, and build a brand. 
Yeah, that's great to hear. So I know you hit on one point, which I thought was really interesting. You mentioned, you know, you use Facebook ads a lot to do a lot of testing on that. And that's a pretty, I think, unique strategy. A lot of people use that as their scaling method. But how big was Facebook for being able to test out, you know, the different messaging, the different packaging, like, was that the biggest thing of your total strategy in the testing phase? Or were there other areas that were equally as important to be able to nail everything down right? No, Facebook advertising was and continues to be our number one resource for not just sales, but market research. We A-B test a tremendous amount of ads right now, um, always cutting bait on you know the lower 50%. Back then, we were literally just figuring out like what messaging works, what packaging works do we lighten the packaging up and we before we were a completely we were like a black box we were, we were like kind of this military looking black unapproachable box and we tested out a few white with earth tone iterations and the click-through rate skyrocketed well guess what a little more approachable let's definitely lighten up the packaging a bit and and then that's where we iterated with do we need to local bigger or smaller do we want to be forward with our you know what what tagline works before we were clean, sustainable energy, we moved to making change transpire. Click-through rate went up. Um, demographic. This is where we figure out who our demographic is. Not just male, female, but age, interest, geographic. Like now our, where we're finding our customers but that are clicking through and purchasing. Well, that's driving all of our 2021 retail expansion efforts. We know that Texas is a hot market, Florida, and the Northeast, outside of our home base of California. So Facebook continues to be, Facebook slash Instagram continues to be a massive driver for all of our uh, overall omni-channel efforts. That's great. That's a really unique perspective. I haven't heard uh, that one yet from all the founder stories we've gone through. Kind of talking a little bit about your positioning as a product. I know you've hinted at that a little bit in terms of how it's changed. And you said that the bar itself has, you know, gone through its own iterations over time when you guys originally came up with the idea back in 2016. How have you had to reinvent your positioning? Like, um, how has that really changed? And what was it before? And what is it now? Yeah, so we were a little naive thinking, you know, what everyone's going to totally get what MCT oil is, we're, we're gonna, that's going to be our wedge, that's going to be our niche. You know, I lived it for about you know, 13 years using it. So did my doctorate buddy. Um, you know, we were kind of in our own little world with everyone's got to kind of know what coconut oil is, right? We retreated a little bit in, all right, let's just make sure we're talking about low sugar. Like 95% of the bars on the market are chock full of sugar. So let's let's start there. Then, okay, we've got your attention. You know what? We've, we've inserted healthy fats. We probably seeing a, a, a flip of where the macros are. So we're lower carbohydrate, definitely low net carb and no added sugar. We're using healthy fats. This is the preferred fuel source for your brain. This is, these are sustained energy calories here. You're going to feel better um, cutting out some of these glutinous calories, uh, these, these energy sucking carbohydrate calories. And that's really where we, we iterate, we, we've retreated a little bit and trying to kill people with science and went more with an approachable, hey, it's not that difficult. You know, don't overthink it. Let's just use some healthy fats, replace it with those unnecessary carbohydrates. And that's really where we're at now is, is just celebrating, you know, a, a holistic approach to life, being active, cutting out sugar where you can. And we're one of those tools in your tool belt. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I think we could probably like everybody could use some of those, those strategies like 
you know, don't overcomplicate it with the science. I, I love that perspective, like make it approachable. It sounds like that was an initial challenge, you know, the positioning. What were some of the other challenges that you faced as an entrepreneur? And, and what would you tell other entrepreneurs as, you know, you, you they continue their journey, start their journey or, you know, and they're, as they're in the midst of their journey? You got to go all in. I, I would say a couple of things that I, I was still working full time for my IT company up until just, I mean, just one year ago, actually. Uh, had I just went all in a little bit earlier, we'd probably have been a little further along right now. So it, once you get the just the smallest inkling of thought, hey, maybe if I just had another 10, 20 hours in my week, I could be here. You know, like you have that little proof of concept sort of achieved. Go all in. Go all in. Secondarily, definitely surround yourself and network with advisors, industry folks, there's such a wealth of knowledge out there. And in the, especially in the CPG space, but I'm sure this can be applied more broadly in many different industries. The CPG space, I've been blown away with how willing folks are to just share their experiences, open up their network, say, you know, hop on a call to share what's going right, what's going wrong, introduce you to a new vendor, introduce you to an investor. You just got to make yourself available to the network. Um, get out of your own way sometimes. <laughs> Take a breather or two. Get on LinkedIn. Find an advisor or two. Early on, we partnered up with Super Coffee, some of the founders over at Super Coffee. And we've just taken their playbook, listened to every single word they said, what worked for them and what didn't. And we're just copying the playbook. So that's been wildly helpful for us. And I recommend any early entrepreneur to to find that, that fellow advisor slash entrepreneur that's Maybe not, you know, it's not like you got to call on Pepsi or anything here. You know, just someone that maybe is a year ahead of you. Um, you can share some war stories. Maybe you'd be able to help them out. I've made some introductions back to Super Coffee at this point. So I would definitely go all in and then surround yourself with a few advisors. But then also don't get bogged down with strategy. At some point, you just got to go. I always use the analogy internally here. Hey, let's not touch ourselves with paralysis by analysis. Um, let, let's, I'd rather carry 80 plates to the sink, drop five of them, but I still make 75 and figure out why I dropped the other five instead of flawlessly carrying 10 of them. That's kind of the, the, the motto we have over at MCT is let, let's just go fast, break some stuff, iterate, figure out why they dropped and then get better from there. But let, you know, at least we're going to be trending in the right direction. I love that too. That's, that's awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, while we're a software company and, and you're a CPG company. We, we share a lot of similarities in that aspect, which is which keeps it fun. Love hearing that perspective from from you. Um, Jay, I'll flip it back to you. Yeah, I love hearing that perspective as well. I think it's really important. I think you need to hit the nail on the head on the execution piece. Like the and obviously you guys have done it really well. I mean, in terms of how much you've reiterated the product, the positioning and stuff like that. I think you guys have done a phenomenal job in terms of growing. There probably a lot more than others have done, but it's super necessary to grow. So talking a little bit more about the actual product itself, going back to that, how important is the brand for you? Like, How have you guys been able to, to build the brand and really put yourself and have that unique North Star that you have? Yeah, that's a big part of the early CPG journey is once you gain some sort of traction on product, you're going to quickly realize someone else is going to come along and probably 10 others are going to come along and make something quite similar. And it's just going to cloud the market. So at some point, you've got to 
realize you've got a minimally viable, acceptable product. And then you need to start building a brand. Like, what do you stand for? What is your North Star? And admittedly, we are in a position where we're, we're doing a branding exercise right now. We, we sought out a creative agency. We are doing that. We're paying for that exercise to professionally assess, like, what is the one corporate social responsibility we should be tackling? What is achievable for us? And then what does five to 10 years from now look like? What is the messaging externally? What is the messaging internally? What is the new hire coming in on Monday? The vibe they should walk into. And then within two minutes, immediately know this is what I signed up for. Admittedly, I would say we're, we're in that stage where we've realized, hey, we need to professionally look externally and, and get that messaging down pat. So had we talked about this in about three to four months, I'd have a much better answer. So my, I guess my advice here is just actually take the time to figure out who you are. Um, so many times, health and wellness company, CPG brands get hung up on the macros or the, 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 the data points, just, just the, the initial points of the product. And the only way that a brand becomes national is actually building yourself as a brand. So if you don't know who you are, it's going to be very difficult to get much further than your, than your backyard. For sure. That's totally fair. And that's something we've definitely seen as well in terms of the brands that have use trend. We see a lot of success with the ones that have put together a strong brand um, on the platform. So Jamie, I've got one more question left. That's the big one. But do you have any other questions before I hit that? No, all you. All right. Well, Joe, let's talk about what's next for MCT Co. I know you talked about a lot about um, how you've reiterated the product, reiterated the positioning, and just continue to work on that. Is that a, a final product or almost finished product? What's what's next in terms of positioning, even in terms of the bars itself? Just would love to hear from you on that. Absolutely. Yeah. The bar itself, we're we're um, obtaining very, very strong reviews, very strong retail data. We do not want to really play with our formula anymore. We found a perfect delivery to the consumer. As far as that, we're basically in grow and develop mode now. We're expanding. We're definitely owning our backyard in retail here in California. Uh, we're gaining new retail authorizations pretty much by the day. We're looking to, we are expanding into the state of Texas and then out in the Northeast. We actually just this morning gained a 60 store authorization out in Texas, further our presence there, and hoping to hear some, some strong uh, authorizations out in the Northeast in the next uh, 60 days as well. Coming with that, we're, we're welcoming two new folks to the organization in. Uh, mid-September, and we're going to continue to be hiring in the field to support these new retail expansions. So really now it's just uh, sticking to the blueprint, hiring and expanding effectively based on, you know, data-driven decisions, like I mentioned earlier in the in the conversation, and uh, just follow the blueprint that Super Coffee provided to us. That's great. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, buzz around the Super Coffee playbook. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of people are going to be looking for that. But Joe, thanks so much for answering all of our questions, diving deep into MCT Co. We really appreciated having you on here. Before we do let you go, I do want to ask where people can learn more about MCT Co., where people can find more about them. And I would love to hear from my personal benefit because I have tried the MCT Co. bars myself. They are phenomenal. They are really good. Where is that Texas retail store that you're expanding to? I want to know if it's in Austin because I might be going out to get some bars pretty soon. We're, it's United Supermarket. So it's primarily a West Texas chain. 
Cool. And so where can people learn more about you? So that way they can, uh, they can try out your bars as well. The website is the absolute best place. Um, mctco.com. From there, sign up for our newsletter, get into our email subscription. We're always blasting out content, learning bites, did you know, new flavor announcements. Get involved with the community via our website. That's the best place. And then follow us on awesome. social, on Instagram, mctco again. Awesome. Well, that's all I have on my end. Jamie, is there anything else that you have on your hand? No, looking forward to expanding it throughout throughout Texas so I can go try, try uh, the bars out. Jay's been raving about them, so I'm excited to try them. Yeah, uh, I am definitely, I have a few more left, uh, but I will definitely be hitting the grocery store soon. I know it's in Sprouts and Fresh Plus over here, so I'm definitely going to check that out. But Joe, thanks so much again for, for just being on the podcast. Thanks so much for using the Trend platform. We always, appre- we always appreciate um, our customers. And yeah, thank you for everyone listening. This has been a great episode of the DTC pod with Joe, and we will see you guys next time.